0: This is JB McConville, aka J Business. I don't have any allegiance, I'm just looking for the money. You're
1: listening to the DU Football Show.
0: And Graham, you're gonna need my help this week, because I got the business in the fantasy league if you want to win it.
1: As long as I take care of myself, my friend, I'm good.
0: Okay, well, you're not normally very good at taking care of yourself, as referenced from last Monday night. Let's start the show.
2: First place. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking gooner Graham. Still the stuff of the Lord. But straight and short. Sam Graham, eh? Sam Graham. Drunkard
0: United! Drunkard United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the Zoom waves up in Baltimore, Maryland. My co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham, a little more sober this week here, uh, stud.
1: A little more sober this uh, this fine day, but um, still flying high like an eagle, my friend. <sighs> You're a fucking twat. We're recording at Studio H, just
0: outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcasting platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, share with a footballing friend, or even follow now. Apparently on Apple uh, Podcast. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people
1: how they can get in touch? Absolutely. It's quite simple. You just follow us at Show on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and then Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email, oh, yeah. uh, which we always check. Uh, and we would love to check our DMs as well, uh, chat during games and stuff. Obviously, there's only one left, so hit us up on Sunday, uh, if you would, please. Um, and make sure you find our closed group, the Drunkard United FC on uh, on Facebook, which is where we do a lot of the banter. The old hashtag bants, as they say.
0: It's not what they say. It's not <laughs> what they say at all. Oh, man. Maybe I just wish you were drunk again. Sam and myself we're both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Get a two-for-one on the old gin binge, Sam, because you're drinking one and
1: I'm drinking one. So... Why don't you go first, my good friend? Not a problem. It is an oldie but a goodie. This is the Baltimore Shot Tower Gin. Uh, Navy Strength comes in at 100 proof, uh, which is a 50% ABV. Uh, this is distilled here in Baltimore, and it is a distilled gin, uh, which we've talked about before. That means that the uh, botanicals are actually in with the mash. Right. And they're distilled with um, the the actual original spirit as opposed to For lack of a better description, giant tea bags being tossed into green neutral spirit afterwards. Right. Um, So this one uh, is a twist on an old spirit, Uh, not piney like a London dry, but our gin is sweet and floral with pronounced citrus notes, handcrafted in the heart of the greatest city in America. I actually like it here, but that is quite debatable. Yeah, Uh, very debatable. (laughs) And bottled at Navy strength for our neighbors in Annapolis. This may be the gin that changes your mind about gin. And it is a lovely, lovely gin. It is produced uh by the Baltimore Whiskey Company. It is fantastic. Excellent. Uh citrus, like they said up front, um, goes great with just a standard. I'm I'm using the uh Q Drinks uh spectacular tonic water. So great just stuff. a standard tonic with lime. Yeah, and it's it's lovely, it really is. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, did you say how much it cost? I didn't catch that. I, I did not. I'm sorry. It should run you about 45 to forty nine ninety nine a bottle. Okay. Right, right in that sort of range. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So uh, for me, I have a bottle of gin that's been sitting in my closet for a while now that I've been trying to figure out the time to try it. And I was like, fuck it. We'll try it tonight. Very interesting. It is the Gracias a Dios gin. This is actually made in Mexico So the base spirit for this is agave, and it's actually smoked agave, so similar to that of mezcal. Now, you can't call it mezcal because you then infuse your different botanicals in it, which this one has 32 botanicals from the 32 different states of Mexico, so it's a different one from each state. Um, none of which can you taste because it is nothing but a smoke bomb. It, t- it tastes like a mezcal.
1: It really does. Um, I would love to try that the next time I'm down there.
0: Oh, ab- absolutely. I think I-, I can make something fun with this. Uh, with the tonic, it really just kind of, it-, it tastes like mezcal and tonic. It doesn't, there's, there's no kind of juniper standout. There's, everything gets lost in the smoke of the agave, unfortunately, which is, which is regrettable. Also regrettable because, On the shelf, this is about a $65 bottle of gin.
1: Yeah, Mesquite chips cost a lot.
0: Well, agave cost a lot for a a base spirit where where corn and grain do not. They're very inexpensive. Uh, I just did it with standard fever tree, cold tonic, uh, little uh, fresh squeezed lime. I kind of wanted to let the gin be the star. And now I'm thinking of ways to make it into a cocktail that the smokiness will be the star and not necessarily the gin. I I got to say, honestly, disappointed.
1: Eh, It is what it is, you know, much like Monday. (laughs) Probably not your best effort.
0: Uh, Oh, not my best effort. I think Jose says it best when it uh, comes to efforts, Mr. Graham.
1: Didn't bring to the game, not just the basics of football, I believe, the basics of life.
0: Now, the good thing is we tightened that up, so now I can use it more often. We don't have to worry about my team, just not just the basic of football, Sam. You failed at the basics of life. How do, how do you feel about
1: that one? Well, I feel like one of the basics of life that I did fail at was drinking responsibly. So.
0: <laughs> well done. Way to turn it back around. Well,
1: Don't fuck th- yourself.
0: Thanks. All right. Let's go ahead and get some clinks in here. Oh, we were able to produce a good clink. That's for sure.
1: Ow. Yeah, the one time I'm not there. <laughs>
0: All right, so everybody, uh, we're going to play a little snippet of something fun for you. We uh, recorded on Monday. We had our good friend, Ben, uh, from formerly of Chorley FC, the head groundskeeper of Chorley FC, and only groundskeeper of Chorley FC, to now being the head and not the only. He has people that work with him, uh, head groundskeeper at Accrington Stanley, which is a League One side we have a big, nice interview that we did with them, and we were all ready to put it into Monday night show and then Monday night show with an, oh, it's an absolute train wreck. And we went, mm, let's save the interview for here. So what we're going to. You're, well, uh, you're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: Uh, what we're going to do now is through the magic of radio, producer Mel's going to play us talking with Ben about his visit to Wembley.
3: Even you men, you men will, will think of Wembley and think how iconic is Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, you're probably putting it up there with one of the best stadiums in the world. Obviously, the best stadium in the world comes with the best pitch. Mm-hmm. So um, as I turn up and that, um, well, prior to that, Carl got in touch with me. So Carl's the kind of, he's the head groundsman, but that's not his title. He's he's better and that. He's kind of like the... Uh, the operations manager, etc., cetera. The, Runs the, the pitch whole, and the
0: takes care of the stadium. Yeah,
3: upkeep. yeah. So kind of like, if you men come over with the American football, it's got to go through Carl to see if it can be, um, be put onto the pitch, etc. Got it. So he kind of, so him and the FA got in touch with me and um, they actually invited me down on Thursday night. So I stayed over Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So um, so I was half expecting. Listen, I do it as a career, as you know, and that but. I wasn't expecting to actually get stuck in how how much I actually got done with the guys, right? So, uh, so on Friday after I'd stayed over, in, like London's a good four-hour drive for me. So, went down Thursday night, stayed over, and the, they got me a hotel literally stone's throw away from Wembley. So, I was at Wembley at nine o'clock in the morning. First of all, I went into a meeting about the FA Cup final, right like, with all the heads of the FA, etc., and people at Wembley. And then um, Witsley kind of jumped in, and they said, "Right, come on, we're working." And um, I got out to Wembley the first night at half past seven from nine o'clock in the morning. Um, the pitch was cut five times in two days prior to that. Well, yeah, wow. so it was cut three. It was cut three times on Friday, twice on the day. It was marked out twice. It had brand new goals, brand new netting. Anything you can think of that pitch has had, you know, just to make sure that it was it was absolute pristine. The only, the, the only one thing that kind of went wrong, I mean, what I was I was involved in a meeting. So there was four full-timers, myself and then Carl. And then the lads hadn't got the red carpet out because um, Prince William was there. On, so because of COVID and that, the groundsmen are doing everything. So mm-hmm. the groundsmen are the ball boys while the game goes ahead. While the game's going on, the, the guys are the ball boys as well and um, yeah so kind of they didn't get to rehearse the uh, red carpet so I was in a meeting with them Old Carls bollocking him, saying this is the his royal highness how can you fuck this up I'm gonna look stupid do you know what I mean if it's live and mm-hmm. all the nations are in and then he trips over the <laughs> carpet or it's not set out he's <laughs> gonna right. be the fucking king that, shortly yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. he's going well, to not great. far
3: away from me the fucking king <laughs>
1: yeah
3: <laughs> did, honestly, did you get to honestly, meet him at least great honestly mate he was he was using those words, mate. He was at this is the fucking future kid. <laughs> and he was fuming with the <laughs> and, he, and he actually stopped, he actually stopped halfway through bollocking and said, Ben, I apologize for this. And I'm like, Don't worry about it, mate. Like, listen, <laughs> he's the most important person in the world, really, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, the king yeah. of England. It's like you can't fuck that up and get him bollocked, mate. <laughs> so it was like Yeah, but over the night, it was unbelievable. Did they at least
1: let you meet him?
3: No, you can't with COVID, I mean.
1: Well, I saw Wes Morgan at the end try to shake his hand.
3: Yeah. And he said, I I can't. And they,
1: they elbow bumped. Him and Wes Morgan did. But then,
0: but then you also, uh, of course you saw the video of him when he was at the training ground at Villa and you would have yeah. thought he was like a 10 year old boy. Yeah. He was so goofy. He was just I'm like um, falling over himself, hey. talking to his heroes and all the heroes are like, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I can't reach I
0: was
4: saying that would be future king and villa fan. <laughs> yes,
1: he's as bold as my daughter is. Yeah, He's as bold as my six month old.
0: Mel is Mel is a uh, <laughs> is a villa supporter. So she's I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. So you said you had to work nine to seven. I mean, that's fucking nothing. You did 48 hours and didn't sleep with a frozen pitch. I mean,
2: you looked
1: at all of them where you're like, come
0: on, what the fuck? I can't handle this. Don't do this, kids.
1: (laughs) Honestly, nine to seven, he could have had the Guinness that everyone thought he had the first time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Eight would have been fine. What are you boys worried about? Four o'clock, he starts popping Guinness. No (laughs) issue.
3: That's not a problem. I was four hours away in the capital of England, so I had nothing to do. Do you know what I mean? It was not like I could go anywhere. So, yeah, so um, the day after on match day, we started at eight. Uh, We double-cut the pitch both ways, so lengthways, widthways. Marked it out, put the nets up, put the nets in on, corner flags, etc. And then it was kind of like um, match day. So, match day kind of like routine. So, once the teams had finished, we was on divotting. We had, uh, I think it was about 18 casual staff come in also. So there was probably 26, of about 26 of us working. So it probably doesn't show you a halftime, time, but there's around 26 people on the pitch divoting for 15 minutes. And then kind of after the game, we watched the celebrations because we can't get on the pitch and then just cleaned, cleaned it up. And I left Wembley about 10 to 10 from eight in the morning.
1: How annoying were those long silver streamers? I have yeah. never seen <laughs> confetti that looked like spaghetti.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what was that no, about? I'd never I seen that in my no, life.
3: To be, to be fair <laughs> to them, though, the guys who set it off had to cleaned all that up.
1: Oh, okay, good. So you didn't have to do that?
3: No, no, no. They do it also. Again, it's like, uh, because they brought it in with COVID and that, it's quite, listen, it's Wembley Stadium, do you know what I mean? You can't get away yeah. with anything. So like you go, you, you're going into the stadium and you're going through the... Um, through the barriers and detect metals, uh, metals. It's not just like you come to Wackington, you two can come in, have a cup of tea, have a beer, do whatever you want, do you know right, what I mean? But in right. Wembley, it's kind of like trying to get into Buckingham Palace, you can't get the security <laughs> yeah. everywhere, etc. So I mean yeah, I mean it it's there. not like
0: getting into old Trafford, which apparently is very easy to do for uh, <laughs> yeah. for, for the supporters. They
1: walked right the fuck in apparently yeah. had no problem. Not a problem. Yeah, what <laughs> you worried about. <laughs>
3: Well, did you see last Thursday? They tried it again. The fans, didn't they? They let the tigers down yeah. on the Liverpool box.
0: Yep. Well, and, and it ended up not even being the buses. They used decoy buses. No. And then they tried to block decoy them. Decoy buses. And they sent, it was two, yeah. it was instead of being the Liverpool bus, it was the Liverpool bus that got the tires flattened. It was two black unmarked buses. And then they drove a different <laughs> route to go in. So where the supporters were trying to block them from going in, the bus went around them and just went yeah. in another way.
1: <laughs> I, I do have one one question for you For me. Um, I assume that you probably don't speak Flemish. Flemish, what? Well, no, the, the Belgian language, uh, the kind of oh, Dutch, no, no, yeah. Spanish, French mix. <coughs> no, no, no. All right. Did Yuri Tielemann... I, can only,
3: just, I, I did, can only just speak English, Graham, <laughs> Don't worry about
1: that. <laughs> did Yuri Tielemann send you a thank you note for the carpet you provided him to do his magic on? Oh,
3: because um, that goal. You know
1: was fucking brilliant, and was made possible in my mind by Ben and Ben alone.
3: Okay, Ben, take credit. <laughs> was for it. that it's all your, yours? Was that your area of the pitch to Mo? Because that do was. Know, do you know what? <sighs> I was sat right behind that goal. So at Wembley, you'll see uh, they have the electronics um, advertising. The advertising, board. yeah, yeah. So that's where the ball boys sit, and I was directly behind that with the, all the Leicester fans literally on top of me. Right behind you, so yeah, like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, so about five yards behind me is the barriers. They're not, honestly, just to hear the crowd, you know, because it's been so long, it was <coughs> honestly one of the best. I, I actually had goosebumps. Oh, because yeah, yeah. It was just It was just tingling, do you know what I mean? Like, even though there was only 20,000 in, 22,000, the noise was phenomenal. I yeah, can only well, imagine being sat pitch side when there's 90,000 on. Right, it's electrifying!
1: Absolutely. I mean, for us, just watching it on TV mm-hmm. was yeah. not hearing the delay of the guy pushing the button. Yeah, you like know, it was it was a real fans. crowd in real time, screaming. You mm-hmm. know, and yeah. then the the VAR decision later on. Yeah, when the VAR when decision. Chelsea when Chelsea's goal was disallowed, mm-hmm. hearing them celebrated almost like a goal. The Leicester fans. That it was yeah. it was fucking brilliant to hear people
0: yeah. again. That that ended uh, oh, so Schmeichel's Schmeichel saves the sa- Jesus. Oh, the he had two the two. two brilliant saves. Oh, man.
3: Yeah. Um but no, you you were spot on with that again, like say I'm sat under the Leicester fans, and it's literally it's <laughs> gone from tears and crying to jubilation within a minute. I mean, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, for fuck's sake, like you just see Chilwell sprint over into the corner, knee slide. All Chelsea fans are singing da da da, and then you look at the big screen; it just comes up the <laughs> checking goal, and it's, there's a moment of silence, and there's then a next chance. thing, all oh, Leicester and fans a- are that. Like, what? Yeah, Way. yeah get it, sick, uh, like, get it, get fingers and everything. And there's like, honestly, it was just it was just so good just to be back to a bit of normality.
0: Uh, so Ben, just for for you and doing just match day and the day before the preparation, did you just get a chance to just kind of stand there in the middle of the pitch and just take in what is like, let's face it. That is, that is a view. Very few people get to have of that stadium. Plenty of people go to Wembley, plenty of people have been there. No one stood in the middle of the pitch and looked looked out unless you you've played or you worked there and that's it. And that's only a handful of people.
3: Yeah, again, like I say, unbelievable privilege. Again, you know my background, footballer, kind of failed footballer. who wanted to maybe play at Wembley as, again, as a footballer, but to go on there and prepare the pitch for the biggest uh, cup competition in the world for us English people, <laughs> as the FA Cup, by like, is probably the, the next best thing. And I was just, I was just like, just so much joy that he actually involved me in the match preparation because I'll be honest with you. Like I said to you before, that's my profession. I'm, I'm more than confident to doing it. But when he give me a mower, I'm shitting myself. I'm like, shit, what if something goes wrong? Here? Do you know what right. I mean? It's kind yeah, of like, right. he's so <laughs> tense and that. And I, I mean, I've cut a cut football pitch a million times. I, I know what I'm doing and that, but I was just so nervous and thinking, I hope nothing goes wrong here. Like one of one of the wheels drops off. Scalps yeah. the That's got to be going, such a don't, weird feeling. Don't fuck up. Yeah. Don't
0: fuck up. Just yeah. don't fuck yeah. up. You're like you're painting the lines <laughs> and you're like, this needs to be the straightest fucking line I've ever made in my life. Yeah. I can't even so, talk. I can't scratch I can't, my balls.
1: I can't do anything. I can't even imagine, <laughs> right? It's one of the most, but thinking about it here, here in this country, yeah. we, we all have yards really right. for the most part. And so we cut grass once a week. Yeah. All the Uh, time. Yeah. Don't give a shit. It's just something you do normally with five or six beers. And then, you know, you're just nothing. It's one of the most mundane things. I can't even imagine the pressure (laughs) of... (laughs) Fucking, yeah, <laughs> well, they, this is insane. Yeah. When that I'd swear to God, I thought of you immediately when Tillemans hit that shot. And I was like, that is Ben's <laughs> patch of grass.
3: Ben did that. I put them nets up and I'm thinking, fuck me, I fall down in some this. But listen to, I, I'll show yeah. you a picture now. Let me try. And, where's the screen on the eye? Oh, you we see can you see that? Oh, hey, that's it, it is. Is that you painting the penalty spot? That's me doing it, and I'm thinking, please don't go to penalties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, this needs to be the most yeah. perfect one. Absolutely, it has yeah. to be perfect.
3: Me, I cannot do like anything. I'm shaking. I'm like this one. <laughs> that is so brilliant. That is so good. But but that's what I mean about them involving me, Like They allowed me to cut the pitch. I mean, every time they got the mowers out, right? Then jump on a mower, just follow me. We're doing this, doing that let me put the penalty spots on. We put the nets up, corner flags in. So I, I can't thank them enough. I mean, um, the only difference is kind of the attention to detail is second to none. Everything has to be precise. Right. Um, and it's so intense. Listen, I love my job and that, but that was so intense. I I've, I've got home and I had a headache, not from physically being tired, because like I said to you, there's, there's five, six more going at a time, you know, just cutting one football pitch, like one football pitch, would take me a couple of hours. But it's like we're cutting a pitch in half an hour. It was just mentally draining, do you know what I mean? Because it was so intense.
0: I, you think about it, the night, the night that you're trying to unfreeze a pitch, it's probably like, yeah. well, either it's going to be frozen or it's not. Who <laughs> fucking cares? Yeah. I'm here and I'm trying. Either we're <laughs> playing the game or we're not. Fuck I'm, off. Yeah. Doing I'm, the best I can. Doing the best <laughs> I can.
1: <laughs> The whole country thinks I have a Guinness when I really had coffee. What do you want me to do? (laughs) That's brilliant. I have one last question myself. Go right ahead. Uh, Jamie Vardy obviously has a big reputation for throwing a party, especially.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I know there are COVID protocols, but I also know that Jamie fucking Vardy doesn't give a fuck about any of that stuff. (laughs) So did you or did you not get poured a shot of vodka? From Jamie Vardy after the uh, the final whistle.
3: And unfortunately, I didn't know. <laughs> but he, he, he did come actually over to our corner and that. He and was kind of like, you could see how pumped up he was. He went, he came over and got one of the Leicester City flags and just walked back up. <gasps> up. I'm oh, sure
2: fantastic.
3: he was messing champagne when I seen him. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. He, did he pull yeah. any Skittles out
1: of his sock as well? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's known for that sort of thing.
1: Jamie Vardy might
0: enjoy the occasional drink. <laughs> Occasional <laughs> drink.
2: So, uh, listen already drinks him more up. than
3: us,
1: and we have a show based on drinking. <laughs>
3: Very true. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did listen, you? there's not there's not many people who are Premier League winners and FA Cup winners, so listen, I I think he could do what he wants, can't he? So Absolutely. i have no date I've no doubt he's but- He's probably still pissed now. I will be fine with it. That's
1: why I told you, his God-given yeah. middle name yeah. is fucking oh, yeah. Jamie fucking Vardy. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah, his Christian name <laughs> is Jamie fucking Vardy, as far as we're concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. Hey, he, Ben. He, he does what he wants. Did, uh, did yeah. Jamie
4: happen to have a, a little blonde chicken following him around? <laughs>
1: No, so no.
0: Kitty. <laughs> we we have a bit. Um our we we have one of our chickens in our backyard. She's a blonde chicken, her All name's right. Kitty. Kitty picks a bet every single week, and it's always yeah. based around her being around a bunch of famous people. And one of the bits that we had going, because obviously Jamie is uh you know, Leicester yeah. City, so he's a fox, that um kitty and a fox were having a certain relationship and that there would be Life. like cans of red bull and bottles of Tito spew across the backyard. So we can only assume that it was Jamie Vardy hanging out.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he does what he
3: wants.
0: He does what
1: he wants. It's Jamie
0: Vardy. He does what he wants. Excellent. So, um, as the, last thing, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, as a fan and supporter of Wigan, uh, what do you expect from the club moving forward? Is it to get yourself out of League One, get back up
1: to Championship? That's that Aussie rules team, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you know what? I, I mean, listen, I, I'll be honest, i kind of fell out of love with football at the minute. Mm-hmm. Just, I think there's too many things, especially Premier League, there's too many things that's going on that's spoiling it, Like right? The situation situation's ridiculous in this kind of way. Yeah, I don't know Everything <laughs> takes too long Listen I'm all for Things being right But it's kind of like The interpreter It's like Do you know what does me head in these sending offs Like Right What A couple of like them Yeah refl- absolutely
1: yeah. It, Mine is the The toenail offside it, yeah. it drives yeah. me insane It's The goals are the best bit. um,
0: What's a handball? What's not a handball? The rule, the bar constantly changes and moves. What was a handball at the start of the season isn't Uh. a handball at the end. If this guy puts his spikes into your knee, it's a red card, but if this guy puts his spikes into your knee, it's not.
3: It's It's very tough. It's
1: so tedious. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean,
3: it's like a couple of, I've watched a few games and there's been like a red card then he goes to VAR and he's still not a red card. And then the the referee who's watching the VAR still gives a red card. I'm like, it's not a fucking red card in the first place, and it's because they don't want to feel that like they're going against it to make it look bad. Yeah, of course. You just right. stay with it. Well,
1: I mean, honestly, and and I mean no offense by this whatsoever. It's entirely your British politeness and awkwardness.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the referee well, well, doesn't want
1: be- to step on the toes of the other referee, and then everyone's doing handshakes and don't know how to act. And
3: like, yeah. and, well, I mean, well, well, even well, even in the U.S.,
1: time. I yeah. watched a DC United game right on Saturday. Hmm. Uh, Might have been last night against Orlando City. Right. There was a a guy covering his nutsack on a cross. Right. right. So his entire body is in line. Ball hits off his elbow. And the DC United players. Yeah. It's a handball. It's a, and I'm sitting on my couch. Well, is not a fucking handball. He's protecting it's never his a fucking no. it's balls. It's never Christ been sins. a handball. His arms no. are inside <laughs> of his silhouette. It has never once yeah. been a handball yeah. in their entire life. And it's like, what are you people asking for now? It's like the soul of the game is gone. Mm.
3: It, yeah. It, no one, ca- but, it, oh. Like, <sighs> it used to be deliberate, didn't it? Like you would raise your hand towards the ball and that, but it's like, like you say if it, if it skims your finger, people shouting uh, and ball, and it's like it, all the interpretations are all wrong for me. Yeah. But, like, kind Is of going back to the Wigan thing, unbelievable achievement what's happened this year. Like, the heart and soul got ripped out of the football club, um, because of what happened with the administration. I mean, we're selling future England, England internationals to Leeds United in Joe, in Joe Gelder for less than a million pounds. And mm. do you know what I mean? We sold Jensen Weir. Just just to went, make some he, money back Yeah Yeah He went to Brighton We sold the kid to Tottenham Who came on and scored in the FA Cup And that 16 years old And You're thinking These, these are our like players Who's going to make us 10-15 million pounds And they, and the think they've gone for less than 2 million between mm-hmm. all three of them Especially kind of Especially
1: like, the one to Tottenham Yeah Daniel Levy doesn't yeah. put his hand in his pocket yeah. <laughs> We Not. all know that
3: <laughs> Well Yeah So it's kind of like what Liam Richardson's done, and I'll be honest, I don't think he's—I don't think he's the right man to be the manager. Um, I'd rather have a a well-known manager who's been there and done it. But it's kind of just a matter of a rebuild now for Wigan. Um, We got—we got left with no team, so we literally were getting in free transfers in in January. Um, just anybody he's literally picking anybody up off the street who, who could play football lads who lads who were playing in Z teams for Burnsley and Rotherham. that was signed Zach Clough he hadn't played a game for years for, he was at Bolton went to Forest people like that do you know what I mean to be fair right. to him he's done really well and just managed to keep us up which is a phenomenal kind of um uh, well big well done to him etc but I just think it was kind of let's not give him the job let's get somebody in who can stabilise the club get some good signings in and maybe I think maybe pushing for promotion is a bit too much next year but it's just about consolidating it listen Wigan fan base town wise a league one football club How we stayed in the Premier League for so long I'll never know I mean um, it's a bit like Bournemouth like Bournemouth mm-hmm. having 12,000 seats stadium They did unbelievably well, but kind of wigging a probably lower-end championship League One football club.
1: Well, I I didn't trust Joel's pitch uh, years and years ago because of the rugby team, to be honest. Uh, and then I saw Newport County's pitch mm-hmm. uh, in the FA Cup against Manchester City. It was absolute potato patch. Well, there was, was. This,
0: this year against uh, <laughs> West Ham where it was just standing water. Yeah. Like you would you well, would watch the West Ham well, players trying to go through the standing
1: it water. There was more mud than there was dirt. It was terrible. Well, but I do well, want to tell to, you, after yeah. after what you just said, I do want to mention really quick, I only turned 35 today. Okay. So you're younger than me I'm 38 If Wigan If Wigan are taking Any old footballer Off the street For about For about 12 grand a week I could be available And I'm a hard nose I'm a hard nose Center half Are
3: you going to pick it up And throw it over your head Yeah (laughs) <laughs>
1: no, we've uh, we've played on some shit pitches in this country, trust me. I'll be fine with it. But it, we I'm thought, a hard nosed center half. You come on. It, I'm in. It, About 12 you, grand a week. You broker it. I'll give you 10%, mate. If you,
0: thought, yeah, if you thought you can
3: come and live with me if you want.
0: If you thought Gareth Barry would fancy himself a yellow. Meet this guy over here. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's, he's not accomplished till he at least gets a yellow and stands over top of somebody and goes, get the fuck up!
3: Like,
0: he's not happy
3: with himself. Yeah. His nickname's Chopper Graham, I've heard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think I actually am suited to Midlands football, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I'll talk to Lindsay a bit Give myself a Brummie accent It'll be alright uh, Go get them
3: That's going to be What Not you're going to do now? Yeah
1: I'll grow the top out too I'll do the <laughs> Peaky Blinders thing It'll mm-hmm. be fine Yeah It'll be totally fine Okay
0: Sure thing <laughs> Until so you get out there and run one time down the field and just go, well, oh,
1: not for me anymore. Games pass me by. <laughs> so well, I'll be the experienced head in the locker room. Right, That's what okay. I'm doing. Yeah, there you go. I'll yeah. be the experienced you're, head in the,
0: in the dressing room. You're really experienced. <laughs> That's for fuck sure. Um, ben, okay. thank you so very much for taking the time and hanging no out problem. with us again. Um, we'd love to check in with you throughout next season. See how the club's yeah, doing, definitely. see how you're doing and all that good stuff. Just, uh, Love chatting with you, brother.
3: Guys, listen. Like I said, whenever you need me, give me a shout. I'm always even on the end of the Zoom call. That's Excellent.
1: awesome. As I always say, it's never been more interesting to hear how grass grows.
3: No, <laughs> you're one of but listen. The- it's, a, it's a it's a different uh, perspective on the game. Do you know what I mean? Listen, Absolutely. We've all is. got a. Uh, equal part to play. If if people don't keep the pitch in good condition, there is no football. So
1: absolutely, and I meant that as no disrespect. I am dead no, serious. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I am dead serious. I have never been more interested to hear about this kind of stuff. You are one of the favorite guests that I've we've ever had on this <laughs> show, and uh, no, and I consider that. you a friend, man. Thank you so
3: much for coming uh, on. No, anytime, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Excellent, Ben. Thank
3: you very much. Right, thanks, guys. See
0: you later. How fucking cool was that again, Sammy, to catch up with uh, Ben?
1: It was fucking awesome. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to him. It's it's fantastic.
0: So we ended up going about 45, 50 minutes with him and what uh, we decided to do, we have... Uh, we wanted to give the Wembley part of it to everybody, but we're going to do the full interview uh, for our Patreon listeners.
1: And Sammy, somebody wanted to find Patreon, how would they go about doing that? Uh, very simple, actually. If you want to catch that full interview as, as well as Injury Time, which is our preview show, and Soundcheck, which is our pre-show, uh, you could just go to www.com. Uh, d-
0: it isn't quite simple, is it? Apparently, it's very difficult for you.
1: Just search the whole internet. Okay? <laughs> go to www.com. W- That's all you have to do. Okay. It's, it's www.patreon.com/backslash do you football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers. And you can hear more of this nonsense <laughs> what, as what well you, as that really good interview we did with Ben.
0: What what do you do, Sam? You go www.com and then go, find me Patreon Drunkard United, please. <laughs> Is that how yes. it works? Thank you, Grandpa. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well done. Well done, Boomer. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into the action.
1: <laughs> you can also just ask Siri to find it for you, Bird. which is easier.
0: <laughs> or Althena or Alethea, or Allegra, or whatever you want to call her.
1: <laughs> or hey, Gogglebox,
0: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A great midweek outlined the race for Europe a little bit more as the Champions League is now down to just three clubs. Chelsea 2, Leicester 1, Liverpool 3, Burnley nil. Chelsea-Leicester ended up being an incredible match. I thought it was going to be a snooze-fest
1: draw. Well, you know what's crazy about it is it wasn't even down to Leicester being poor or anything like that. Chelsea were just that fucking good. Oh, they were clinical. It was... Contentious as fuck too, man. Absolutely. Both clubs and were
0: having to go. You could, you could tell that FA Cup hangover was still like it was ooh, but, they were not play they were not playing nice.
1: Now Thomas Tuchel after the match toned that aspect of it down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um he said, no, this is not revenge. We lost the cup. The cup is the cup. That's what he said. He's very much like bread is bread, cheese is cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The cup is the cup. The cup is the cup. Um, I don't know what it is about that Chelsea hot seat, but it just apparently makes people fucking crazy. (laughs) Well, because they just know they've got about a year.
0: Better fucking win something because the minute you aren't winning something, you're probably getting fired.
1: That's fair. Uh, What was actually really crazy is Timo Werner looked on fire. Yeah. But two goals disallowed. (laughs) Due to offside, really. Well, I'm sorry. One for offside, one for a handball. Well, Uh, when the offside was one of those very close, contentious kind of decisions as well.
0: When he's not, when he's not, you know, fucking it up himself, you know, disallowing himself from scoring. Apparently, VAR gets him too, and uh, and and the officials get him. So
1: absolutely. Um, Uh, But it was actually Rudiger that uh, broke the deadlock with his thigh, I think mm -hmm. maybe knee. I'm not sure. Wasn't the prettiest of goals, but he did get his hand out of the way. And it just hit his thigh, so it did count. Uh, and then Jorginho from the spot with a little hop, skip, and a jump, much like Bruno Fernandez, of course. And then uh, Eniacho later on with a uh, a fantastic finish,
0: uh, honestly.
1: Yeah, and then and then
0: it got real fucking spicy. Lot of lot of build up, uh, 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 practically a bench clearer, if you would want to say that. I mean, what is it? Yeah, a Marty no, no. saw M- Marty saw yellow for coming out of the uh,
1: coming out of the stands into the coach's box. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he led the charge of multiple Leicester players and uh, a couple of coaches as well, uh, to no surprise. I was honestly. surprised even, not to see a red in there. Me as well. Um, but, you know, tempers are high. It, it's important. It's a big game. It, it will determine the Champions League. This this particular game, especially, uh, was both of their opportunities to clinch the right. Champions League place. And uh, and put the other in a situation where I'm sorry, it was Lester's chance to clinch. Lester could
0: clinch. Uh, Chelsea could still, even after this big win, if Villa gets them, they could end up being in fifth.
1: Absolutely. So this was a a massive, massive game. It it was it was huge. It's no surprising uh, no surprising thing that that emotions were high and tempers flared, and Jamie fucking Vardy was in front of the. Group of lads coming down (laughs) to, you know, tell us all why they're lads.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the that was the most PG way I've ever heard you say anything on this show before, Sam.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, on, lads, by the way, in my language, means fuck wads.
0: Heard. Very good. Um, let's move on to Liverpool and Burnley, and then we'll kind of talk about all three collectively as a whole here at the end. Yeah, I tell you what, Burnley didn't roll over. It, was, it wasn't it was like the the three nothing scoreline is not indicative of the, the game itself. Burnley played him tough, and Burnley showed fight. And in fact, I mean, there was a hell of a play. But we'll get to it in a second. The goal and also the saved goal.
1: Absolutely. And it it, it, just, it took Liverpool, to, I think it was 43 minutes in uh, to score, uh, which was um, a bit crazy based on the chances they had. And, and Burnley had a couple of chances of their own, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then just after halftime, uh, a few minutes in, you had Maddie, um, um, Natty Phillips scoring. That very first uh, that very first goal took a long time to come for Liverpool. It was kind of cagey from them, to be honest. You saw the occasion was kind of getting to them.
0: Well, here's here's the thing, Sam. The with the kid Phillips, this is what happens when you let the kid fucking play. You know, this is what happens yeah. when you let Fabinho play his position, which is a holding defensive midfielder, and then you let both of the fucking center backs play center back. There's going to be mistakes, but then there's going to be games like this where he scores you for you on one end and then clears it off the line on the other. And the only way they're going to learn is by fucking playing. So just fucking play them.
1: Now here's, I, I can't quite remember where he was from, but it was either a very low level championship side or a league, a high level league one side. Do mm-hmm. you, can you recall where he came from? I do not. I'm sorry. I do oh, not. Off the top of my head, I can't either, but it was one of those two situations. You always knew it was going to take time for him to bet in.
0: Right. He's not the Preston North End kid they just got. He's been with them from before this year.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a Preston that's North not End same kid, kid was, person. Yeah, it was okay. the
0: would, yeah, different kid. This is I believe an academy right. player for them.
1: Either way, yeah, of okay. course. Okay, even still, either way, it's going to take him time to bet in. And right. you see with a, a, a few games now, a, a decent little run of games in the side and he's starting to develop properly. He's starting to get used to the rigors of Premier League football and the pace of the game in general, which is a, a massive thing especially in England. And um <laughs> And he he came up trumps. He came up good. And, you know, good on him. Well done to him. And I hope, he, you know, his career progresses. So I think m- you'll see him on the bench a lot next season. Oh, yeah.
0: So what you have now is you have uh,
1: Chelsea. Or he'll be sold to Burnley to replace Tchaikovsky.
0: Very good. Chelsea sitting in third. You have Liverpool now back in a Champions League spot. since, since First time since uh, February. And then you have Leicester sitting in fifth. So the way this ends up working out now is all three teams can win and somebody finds themselves on the outside looking in ties. I mean, this can literally, and the combination can be any two of the three going into the last game of the season, which is exactly what we live for, for the final games of the season.
1: Well, it's what we wanted, especially with the the relegation places are locked up. The champions uh, 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 are locked up in Manchester City, obviously. So, we wanted to see this This European race was the race. This was the situation, right? Especially mm-hmm. with Leicester winning the FA Cup. So, if they finish in the Champions League spots, it's going to be different than if they finish in a Europa League spot, potentially. You know, like There's a ton of permutations that can come out of this. Absolutely.
0: Very true. Now, for that being said, Sam, how do you think these final three finish?
1: That is difficult to say because... They, uh, Leicester have Tottenham, Tottenham which, which I, is not an easy situation. We'll
0: get to Tottenham. I think Tottenham's falling apart. I think Leicester's going to beat them.
1: I don't disagree. I think Leicester do win, but it's still a difficult game. It's a big club in England, right? Uh, a big club that's going to want to put right them letting their fans down against Villa, which we'll come on to. You have um Chelsea can't remember off the top of my head who they're playing Villa 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 want to show that they belong there still Mm -hmm. coming off a big win against Tottenham Mm -hmm. Jack Grealish after missing so much time is now playing for his place in the England squad absolutely as well um you have a few players in that team playing for their place in the England squad if you look at uh Tyrone Mings Mm -hmm. uh, as well and then in the Scotland squad and John McGinn absolutely so they're going to give a shit um it, it's going to be so tight. And then Liverpool have what? Palace or someone? Uh, yeah, Liverpool has Palace, who Palace loves to fuck with Liverpool's world. They do. And it's also Roy Hodgson's last game in charge. So they're going to want to turn up for the guy that's kept them in the league for the f- uh, four straight years,
3: mm-hmm. which
1: is the first time in their history they've done that. Yep, Yep. Very, very uh, and he's true. retiring. So... Also, Roy Hodgson, former Liverpool manager. Mm -hmm. So there's, and that's the one probably disappointment you can point to in his managerial career, and where he didn't really leave under amicable circumstances. Right. Um, So I'm. It's going to be an interesting final day with these places. I ultimately think Leicester or Liverpool will pip Chelsea to the spot.
0: Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm, I'm thinking. The I think that Leicester's gonna win. I think Liverpool's gonna win. I think the question mark is Chelsea against Villa. And I wouldn't be surprised if Villa won. Well if it would not be now my heart, of course, wants Leicester to win and Chelsea to win and for Palace to fuck off uh, Liverpool and Liverpool not to make Champions League. Trust me, if if they make Champions League, their fans are going to be relentless and it's going to be, oh my God, like they won the fucking league even though they had a horribly disappointing season in comparisons to the one where they were the defending champions, you know?
1: So right now, Chelsea are a point ahead. So Liverpool have to win um, to guarantee themselves. And if they do win, they will guarantee themselves. Leicester need to better Liverpool's uh standing because they're even on points by four goals right or more to then knock to be in front of liverpool it should they both win chelsea if they win they're in period because they're a point ahead of both of them it, it's it's as tight as tight could be
0: and we're about to get into even more tightness in just a second Do what? <laughs> I, I did that <laughs> one purposely. I went to see what your reaction was going to be. One Europa ticket and one ticket to the new Europa conference spot is sit for four teams, maybe even five teams, if an absolute miracle happens. Leeds 2, Southampton 0, Everton 1, Wolverhampton 0, Villa 2, Spurs 1, Arsenal 3, Palace 1, West Ham 3, West Brom 1. Bielsa's got the boys fucking playing. They could finish in fucking seventh place. They could finish in 10th place. I mean, they've they've played their selves right into this.
1: I think plus 14 is a bit out of their stretch. Right.
0: I was going to say, but if anybody could somehow figure out how to make up a plus 14 goal differential at the end of the season... It's fucking Bielsa and he put up five on West Brom. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, and remember it's only a 14-goal swing. Right. So he only he only has to score six or seven. The other teams just have to lose by eight. Right. It just
0: the, the only problem there is, is everybody has to lose. So Correct. for for the, the greater hole, it this is four leads. It's a fantastic story. If you finish in 10th, you're happy as hell. You finish in a European spot, you're fucking elated.
1: Like it's Either it's, way, it's a fantastic story for right. them because they stayed up with a system that Bielsa is known to crash around March. Right. And in a truncated season that's been so tightly contested, Leeds have actually thrived. They've done very well for a newly promoted team. I mean, it's no Wolves, obviously. But Wolves had that situation where they had the super agent filling the roster with rejects of his own clientele, Mm -hmm. which no one's ever done before. That's not like a normal thing. Yeah, so this is really the best that Leeds could hope for. Oh, honestly. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Wolves was an anomaly. Yeah. And the fact that th- there's still a possibility of European football is mathematically possible. Let's start there. It's not, you it's know, it's not, going to not happen. likely. If yeah. it
0: does happen, I can tell you what we're leaving the show with on uh, next Monday, Sam. No
1: shit. <laughs> but, to, but to go into the final game of the season with a mathematic possibility of that, guaranteed safety, and likely a top-half finish, actually guaranteed a top-half finish, is Villa are four points behind them. Yeah. So a guaranteed top-half finish. Yep, no matter is, what, they're, is tenth, they're at least 10th place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even for Villa, as high as they were flying <laughs> earlier, and I'm sure we'll come on to them as well, uh, even, even for Villa surviving on the last game of the season no. uh, last year to now being in 11th, I mean, that's how many strides forward. And really, it all came down to losing a lot of those games in hand because they were right in and amongst it, you know, up until three months ago.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, moving on to Everton and Wolves. Uh, Toffees find a way to uh, win despite the Wolves having the bulk of the control of the game. But one would say that's what Everton has become this season under Ancelotti is the three center backs, especially when they're healthy, Mina, uh, Godfrey and Keen just shutting things down, having Holgate and Coleman on the wings and then go, oh, DeCorey and Allen in front of them and then just go, okay, Richie and Dom go win us a game. Maybe it's Thomas behind you. Maybe it's Sigurdsson behind you, but go find us a winner. And it's worked because while Wolves might've had control of the game, eh, Wolves had a few opportunities, but not anything to really scream at, you know?
1: You can thank David Luiz for that because no Raul Jimenez. Yeah. And that has completely curtailed Wolf's season. And luckily, they put up enough points on the board prior to his injury yeah. that they were probably safe anyway.
0: Well, they uh, They've be also
1: figured out how to get a result or two here or there <laughs> to make sure they stayed up. You came into the very fortunate circumstance of the way I saw this was Wolves way more than any other team for as much football as they've played over the last two seasons and with that kind of yes everyone had a break but no one was allowed to do anything so there wasn't really any keeping fit or match fitness they weren't allowed to train they weren't allowed to do right anything So there was no preseason, really, to speak of. There was no anything. And Wolves started playing, remember, in July of 2019 because of their qualification to the Europa League. Uh, But it was only the qualifiers, not directly for the group stage. So they've played way more football. And Nuno, famously, we've talked about many, many times on the show, likes a small squad. So you came into, that brings me to my point, finally, came into the very fortunate circumstance that more than any other team Wolves cannot wait until Sunday is fucking over with.
0: <laughs> yeah, they need a fucking break. That's for damn sure.
1: <laughs> they are over it. And the worst part about it for them is they, uh, Jorge Mendes, the, um, the Portuguese super agent, filled the team full of Portuguese players. Who and a bunch all of those playing. players will be playing at the Euros this summer. Absolutely. So really next season? My, my predictions for next season are going to be a bit uh, off the wall uh, with the way that Wolves have performed because their players have not had a proper break in about two and a half years. Well, and then also um
0: who like is Nuno still even there that, that can be mean a lot as well. You know what, what I think players are still there. Yeah. But you want to know what I think? Oh, Nuno to Spurs. Yeah, you nailed it. And one thing, you know me so well. I do, I do. We got to keep it rolling. We were already running long. But one thing worth mentioning, uh, Ancelotti was very critical of the team's effort against uh, Sheffield this past weekend. Richarlison was a fucking madman. I mean, by the time that hit the 70th minute and then Everton was holding on for the win, there wasn't a frame in the screen where you did not see Richarlison offensively, defensively, left side of the field, right side of the, I mean, the man was a lunatic and big, big credit for a quote star player, you know, the kind of, Oh, he should be the finesse guy. He should be the style guy credit to to him for just be like, fuck this. We're winning this game and just being everywhere on the pitch.
1: Yeah, I think European football means a lot to him. Yeah, I think he he that's what he joined a bigger club for, Absolutely. and that's what he's that's what he's after. So, and he needed a goal. I mean, we talked about it last week. Um, I don't know if I talked about it Monday or not, but I know I said it the week before. <laughs> was, was Richarlison is one of those players in a league that's like, God damn, that guy needs a goal, mm-hmm. and he finally got it in this game, and yep. it showed. It just he was the Energizer fucking bunny. He yep. did not stop. That goal right. provided him with every ounce of energy he had for the rest of the game.
0: So, uh, keeping it rolling, uh, the st- Villa's still fucking.
1: They still are still fucking.
0: fucking. Um, they are. All, they
1: are still fucking. Although and fucking big time, and I love to see
0: it. Although one time, one one could say uh, they got a big assist from uh, the Spurs because Tottenham was fucking pathetic. <laughs>
1: Well, and spe- specifically Serge Reguillon. Yeah. Oh my God, that own goal was
4: horrible. No, I mean, no, it wasn't. Was it was a goal in the mistake. Fucking lovely. <laughs> yeah, there was, was an own goal, but we don't care. <laughs> we'll fuck with and help.
1: Outside of the boot to the far corner. Yeah. Yeah. Was a p- the race. <laughs> he, he,
0: he hit it perfectly. The problem was is he hit it into his own goal. Perfectly hit it shot. It was
1: <laughs> fantastic. And he was lined up to play it to the far corner, opposite side of the pitch, and it comes off in. The- <laughs> and Dyer with the horrible
0: mistake in it to give up the second goal for Ollie Watkins. And then the second half, I mean, Mel, it was all fucking Villa. They're putting kids yeah. out there. Yeah. They're hitting the fucking post. They're like lunatics.
4: Uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name. I was practicing it, and I didn't get it. Chumawaki? Yes.
0: Yes. I think that's it. Uh,
4: Villa player. In fact, 17-year-old made his Prem debut, and within a minute, almost had a shot on goal. Hit the post! <laughs> Hit the That's post awesome. twice, twice, yep, not once, twice.
1: Was he, <laughs> he was, was, he, was he one of the boys in the squad for uh, the FA Cup defeat yeah. to Liverpool? Yes, he, he, was. Was, yeah. eight- yeah. no, yes, he was. No, I This is his first senior
4: debut,
1: though. Oh, okay. Then yeah. the, the, no, he
0: wasn't. Yeah. Then he wasn't part of the FA Cup yeah. squad. If yeah, this, this was, one was one his, if this debut. was his debut, then no, he was he not was part of that He was
4: in their under eighteen squad, but seventeen years old, and he apparently is the next hot commodity.
2: well
4: Can you believe? Tottenham fans there live paid 60 pounds for that shit and, and they had to stuck. sit the upper decks above all the uh <coughs> sponsorship banners.
0: Right, because you gotta keep the sponsorships out there, you gotta keep that going. And yeah, then chocolate. By and the then, way, chocolate. Yeah. Booing booing spurs. For like what, 40
4: minutes like after the
0: game? Booing them nonstop. and uh and then Harry does his kind of walk-around, which is you know his way of saying, Oh, hey, hey. Well, he handed in a transfer request. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm moving on. <clears throat> Easier said than done. It's gonna, I mean, it's going to cost over $100 million and, and we've got plenty of time in the next two weeks to talk about that whole thing. Um, Mason, after the game, first question is about Harry Kane. He's like, the entire week, I have been answering all of your questions about Harry Kane. And the first question you want to ask me when we're trying to play to gain, gain a spot in Europe is about Harry Kane. That's it. I'm done. I'm not answering any more questions about Harry Kane. We can talk about the
1: match. That's it. Hey, Mel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He seemed to have the notepad out to talk about Jurgen Klopp and, you know, was taking notes about how (laughs) Jurgen Klopp handles interviews. So I just want to point that out. Notepads
0: are helpful. (laughs) And, and And then the big thing is, is they go into this weekend probably playing the hardest match. Like, Correct. I, I, they're playing a team that is playing for their Champions League lives. Like everybody else, like, okay, yes, by law, Everton's playing a tough match because they gotta play City. City don't give a fuck. Like City's already won the title. They're worried about the Champions League. You well, know? But
1: that's the thing. That that is the thing. Their players care because they're trying to play themselves into the Champions League squad. Right. None other than someone named Rodrigo who had one of the most horrific back passes in the history of the Premier League. We will get to that
0: in a moment. We'll get to that in a few seconds. But, but I did real right. quick
1: before we say anything else. Uh, we always say something about uh, marvelous. Yes. And his pass to Sir, uh, Sergio Reguilón for the, that first goal was excellent. Not marvelous. It was marvelous.
0: <laughs> Very good. All right. So on Thank to you yours. Good. We got to keep this rolling. Um, Roy gets a guard of honor before the match, which was absolutely fantastic. And a big handshake and hug from, uh, from your manager, uh, Mikel Arteta fucking class on your guys part to take part in that.
1: Absolutely. It was, um, it was kind of like a retirement party though, where you celebrated the entire party and Mm -hmm. then right at the end, before you leave, you kick the guy in the nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the big question I want to ask you there for, for Arsenal is, um, is Pepe, is he finally starting to get it?
1: I think he's finally starting to settle absolutely. Um he some some very lovely play uh in this game. Two two goals obviously. The the one in stoppage time in particular was brilliant. Uh very close control, um good uh strength to hold off the defender and then a lovely finish into the far corner is fantastic. So um hopefully he can hit the ground running next season. Uh I think with restrictions opening up a bit He'll be able to start actually experiencing life in London Mm -hmm. and see that there's things out there and not just be stuck in his house miserable. So hopefully that's kind of the key, Um, you know, because part of the reason people come to London is for the nightlife. Right. Right. And if, you know, he's a young man, a very well-to-do man based on his wages and uh, you know, he should be able to go have dinner at a fucking restaurant if he wants to. And now he, you know, hopefully it'll help him help him settle. But uh it was overall it was a decent performance from us in general. Um they, uh Palace made it tough. Benteke getting free again. Uh ridiculous defending from Arsenal. Uh he's trying to play himself into the Belgian squad, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he's got what seven goals in the last eight games or something ridiculous. I credit um,
0: credit to Palace. They have they have fought for the last six weeks. They have looked hard. They played every game tough. Like this is the exact opposite of the palace we have seen for multiple seasons and it may be because of you know players playing for a job it could be they, I, they could be trying to impress the next guy they could be trying to impress the uh, the um the, the club but uh, just it's noted They're, they they this is when you're a team that's in the middle of the table this is what you ask of your fucking club to do for you at the end of the season is at least fucking care
1: Absolutely. 100%.
0: Uh, um, Wild match with West Brom and uh, West Ham. I mean, 40 seconds in and there's a fucking penalty. Yep. Soft as fuck penalty. Antonio was doing his best Mo Salah. Hold on. Allow me to, oh, the keeper is right in front of me. Allow me to jump into him and hit the deck. I mean, it's, it's a foul. It's a foul. It's a penalty. Smokey, I don't want you yelling at me. But that was the softest fucking that was so Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. It's not even funny. I mean he, yeah. th- his arms were in the air as he was falling into Johnson. He was like, oh no. <laughs> Flying on the ground.
1: Uh, Mel Mel, please.
4: He was like Rebecca Lowe? Yep. <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
0: Why, why do you why do you instigate her like that? Because it's brilliant. Fucking no uh, mute button. Mute button. What? All the mute button. All no mute more. Buttons? You fucked with our girl Rebecca. Fucking mute button. Oh, no. Stop it.
1: <laughs> oh. uh, it was uh, it was a bit strange that decision to be honest uh, in in my opinion. You know who wouldn't have been happy about that? Sam Allardyce. <laughs>
0: well, Sam Allardyce <laughs> wasn't happy about a lot of stuff and he was more than hell willing to tell us about it
1: at the end of the match. He's above that. Yeah, I feel like just based on his <laughs> post-match interview, which we'll come on to momentarily. Uh, But Thomas Suchet getting the, uh, back amongst the goals, uh, which was nice. Well, uh, two. For West Ham, and of two, course.
0: Twice. Unfortunately, one of them was in the back of his
1: own net. That was legally given to Mateus Pereira. Oh, Thank they did much. finally go
0: back because at first it was listed as a own goal. I'm glad. To, actually, I'm glad to see that because as you and I were talking about it on the phone, I was like, <laughs> that was on target. Like. Mm -hmm. It was on target. It skimmed over his head. It went into the, like, that is an own goal. That's not an own goal. Like, if it's going into the net, it's a fucking goal. And And credit to Pereira.
1: Suchek's Suchek's in my fantasy team. So that is lovely. That helped your numbers. Lovely scenes. (laughs) Lovely (laughs) scenes. But, uh, yeah, so Suchek got the goal. uh, And then, obviously, Ogbana with a nice header. And Antonio with literally what you do in training as a striker to finish yeah
0: yeah <laughs> someone exactly. gives you
1: just a little dink right inside the 18 he even slowed his stride down yeah and just... then went for perfectly far post yeah and all the time smokey's like he's not a fucking striker he's not a striker it's like well he's listening to the coaches because <laughs> that is like you literally poke up like the the um how, what are those books? How does a striker
0: how, score a, t- a tech book? Like, how do you score? Yeah. A, uh, that you get it like Barnes as a perfect and Noble. Striker. It? Like it Strikers like, for uh,
1: dummies? Strikers for dummies. That's the go. one. Yeah. Strikers for dummies. It, and that is like the three pages are there. Left foot, right foot, left foot, bang. Yeah. Very simple. Uh, I, <laughs> a, a topic that I'm going to want to talk about in two
0: weeks when we do our uh, prediction reveal, Sammy, is uh, f- start to think about it now five best um, transfer signings of this season. And I dare say Suchek's in that top five. Cause remember oh, he was on loan. He be. was a, he was a permanent and I think he's definitely on that list of the, of the top five best signings of the season for a club. Absolutely has to be. All right, big sam got to talk about it. So uh, we're not going to get into the details of him leaving the club. We'll like, again, we got two weeks to talk about that over the next two weeks to review that. I, listen, yes.
1: listen, I, I can't talk about a team that's already down because I'm not a rebuilding guy. Oh, that's right. Very good. (laughs) Fucking, what an asshole. Well, what I do is, is
0: save club, except for you didn't this time, you fucking pompous prick. And then, and then again, because you know Sam Sam Allardyce never holds any fucking grudges whatsoever. Didn't hold any grudges when Everton beat him and talked about how he would have been the best manager for that team, and he's better than Ancelotti, and blah blah blah. Or you know, it, it hasn't held any grudges with anyone. Just goes, oh, by the way, someone should be ta- have a talk with Kelly Antonio. He's very disrespectful. We, we don't have any big players. We're not ju- we don't just hoof it down to big players. Both of my guys are under six feet tall. So he, he should, he should uh, stop worrying about w- w- what our team does. Um, he's not worried about what your team does because he fucking scored on you and they beat you three to
1: fucking one. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think, honestly, I think his blood sugar was low because one of the, my favorite stories of Sam Allardyce was during an interview in a taxi. He was sat in the back And Sammy Lee, his longtime assistant, was sat in the front. And during the interview, the journalist was next to Big Sam. He said Sammy Lee was just handing him Werther's Originals from his pocket Mm -hmm. back to him. So I just like to think that this interview is basically Big Sam's big sugar was low. (laughs) Because Sammy Lee wasn't there handing him candies. rounding
0: out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Fulham won, Man U won, Brighton three, Man City two, Newcastle one, Sheffield nil. Um, Fulham, at least, is going down swinging, man. They're going down swinging. They should have won that game. Yeah, they they look great. They really do look it, great. It's United's got second place locked up. They're worried about winning Europa. That's, that's all they care about now.
1: Absolutely, you know. but that Cavani goal should not have been given. Mm-hmm. It's so one of the prettiest goals of the season. I can understand why it was given. You had know, the fans back; everyone needs something to be happy about. The VAR—it was a beautiful goal. So the VAR goes, "There's no way I can't not give this." Right? Yeah, sure, definitely. Bruno Fernandez got a touch. When they zoomed in on the regular television replay, Bruno Fernandez did not get a touch. And when was it De Gea' in goal? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he played that ball, yeah, Cavani was offside. Yeah, so offsides. It should have been an offside, but it was a gorgeous goal. There's nothing you can take away from it. It was fantastic.
0: Right. It just a shame. And uh, Fulham, like I said, Fulham looked decent. Uh, I mean, again, we've got opportunities to talk about Parker uh, over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, this helps kind of solidify this is your guy. This is who you need. And there's really not much more we can say beyond that about that match.
1: Only interesting point, though, uh, and again, we can expand on this in the, in the next couple of weeks is um, uh, Joe Bryan, the guy that scored mm-hmm. one of their stalwarts in the championship last season that did not get a ton of playing time this year mm-hmm. because they brought in so many players again. And he's one of those players that seems to have that cu- or at least everyone feels about him that he has that cusp of not being a Premier League player. But a damn good championship player. Right.
0: Well, nice to see him get the goal. That's for damn sure.
1: Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Um. So, City take the lead, you, like you expect they would against Brighton. Then suddenly they see a red, and you're like, "Ooh, hold on, let's make it a little yeah. interesting." And then they start the second half, score. You're like, "Okay,
1: they're up two nothing. Yeah, just yeah. gonna be fine, right?" I didn't even really worry about them since they had the lead. Once they went down to 10 men, I was like, this is going to be fine. No problem. Yeah, I mean,
0: they're professional football F-
1: clubs. Phil Foden comes out with a toe poke for the ages. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> it was fantastic. And for, for all of the wonderfulness of his toe poke and how, how gorgeous it was and in control of his body and like knowing physics and everything,
5: mm-hmm.
1: we then get the winner from Dan Byrne. Hold on, real second. I want to let you in on a little thing
0: here. This is exactly what happened. Graham Potter realizing the team was down to nothing, needed a little bit of inspiration. He called up to the press box and said, "Hey, to the to the PA guy, he was like, need you to play our new fight song. Play our new fight song. We're gonna be all right. This is gonna inspire us. So I just want to play for you, real quick, from the stadium. What the fight song they played was right here.
2: Get my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. And next thing you know, it's three goals unanswered, fucking three
0: to two fucking win. I'd like to think as Dan Byrne, you're talking about his goal and his legs legs flipping all over the place. That that was what was going on in his head. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself as he's kicking it in the net.
1: Yeah, it had to be because I actually wrote this. Uh, I said, a notable puppet being controlled by a child, Dan Byrne, finally (laughs) scored. After he sorted his feet out and found the far side,
0: <laughs> what a what a weird fucking game, huh?
1: It was very strange, but uh, the obviously the back pass <laughs> from Rodrigo, which we spoke about before, mm-hmm. had a lot to do with uh, Brighton's comeback. Yep, as he gave the ball directly uh, to Leandro Trossard, mm-hmm. uh, who danced his way, two-stepped his way all the way into a shot, uh, and then. Um, Adam Webster with a, a decent header to equalize as well in 72 minutes. Well, and then, again, one of the most comical things I've ever seen. I am going to mention it the third time because mm-hmm. it was that fucking funny. Was Dan Byrne like going haywire for a second. Just, he looked like static. Well, yes. But- <laughs> well,
0: I, I can tell you again, Rodrigo was uh, distracted by this.
2: Get my way downtown, walking fast. I'm a seagull, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> I'd like to think when he laid on the ground in celebration, he was just belted out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's dad
1: Bird laying on the ground and he says,
2: What? Get my way downtown, walking fast. That's as he's Find falling over. Go fuck yourself. back.
1: Yeah, but all the foreplay happened in his head. And then just came out as he's falling on the ground.
0: Yeah. T- tidy win, tidy win for Newcastle. I like to think that uh, the fans at Newcastle are going, you know, making my way downtown, eating and never any possibles. Mike Ashley could go fuck himself.
2: do, do, do.
1: Yeah, basically. Oh. What they're trying to do is try to, trying to figure out how much they can pay for Joe Willick and what we'll accept is yeah. what they're trying to do. Because he's been their top scorer over the last few weeks. I guarantee um, you Willick is
0: already saying to his agent and saying to the people at Arsenal, don't fucking sell me to Newcastle. Do not. 100%. No. No.
1: No. What he's saying no. is sell Lacazette to Newcastle or yeah. sell Aubameyang to Newcastle. Yeah. I can play up front. Yeah, let, let me, me play. Please let me yeah. play.
0: Do not sell me to Newcastle. Exactly. You know that is exactly the fucking case. <laughs> it's time to tell you what little we know it is. Prediction time. All right. The chicken missed. Graham, you missed. Yep. But, but Pat hit. And your boy hit two in a row, baby. All right.
1: Yeah, you yeah, yeah, Good you, for you.
0: You ready for your last ditch effort, Sam? You have Eclipsed Mount 2000. You're at minus $2,065. What cockamamie shit do you have to try to pull out a last ditch effort win?
1: So I was debating on whether or not to do all 10. a parlay just to beat you by about 15,000, but I decided against that, Mm -hmm. and I decided I was going to go with my standard four-game parlay. Well, I mean, all 10 would have lost. At this stage of the season, it's always difficult to predict what's going to happen, Right. Uh, but I think I've got a good one here. Manchester United to beat Wolverhampton, Burnley to beat Sheffield United, Leicester to beat Tottenham, and Newcastle to beat Fulham. And those four straight wins uh, in a parlay will bag me plus four thousand three hundred and ten dollars on a hundred dollar bet
0: on an only hundred dollar bet. Really? Wow.
1: Yep. Manchester United and Wolves were both rated in the positive, which was the strange one. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so were Burnley and Sheffield. So uh, those are the two that kicked up the odds, obviously. Um, It's it's. It's a long shot. <laughs> I'll uh, be the first to admit. <laughs> you, you know the one that's going to bite you in the ass? Fulham, uh, Burnley and Sheffield, probably.
0: Fulham, just because it's there. It was the game that was supposed to save their season. Watch them come <laughs> out and beat the shit out of Newcastle. Especially because Newcastle's been on a roll. Just just to fuck with the Newcastle fans just that much, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, it could be. You're absolutely right. It could be. But, of course, it may not be. And I'll be $2,000 to the good.
0: Heard. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Patty, you hit again, my brother. Well done.
1: He saved his last think... three toes. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it got me.
5: <laughs> it got me back to where uh, I was last week before everything went to shit. So I'm back at like twelve twenty minus twelve twenty. Right. Yep.
1: So uh, <laughs> wait, I have a quick question. Excuse me. What uh-huh. do you mean before everything went to shit? Minus twelve twenty is normal. Is that what you're
5: saying? <laughs> no, no, no! Before what uh, the two hundred dollar bet I lost on Manchester United against <laughs> Liverpool, and then the hundred dollar uh, two game parlay, which uh, on Sunday Aston Villa freaking fucked me. So yeah, that. <laughs> oh, yeah,
4: you're so welcome. Heard. You're so Heard. welcome.
0: All right. Well, so uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, Pat is a avid. Uh, golfer, and he heard about the uh, Tram Shamocrity that was uh, Sam Graham's birthday. So, uh, Pat, I leave the floor to you. Please, talk away to uh, Mr. Ego.
1: uh, What course did you hit the Ego on? Uh, So, we played at Walden Country Club in Crofton, right on Rydell Road. I'm sure you're familiar with yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. I've never actually played it, but uh, I know the course. I drive by there all the time.
1: Also, part five, part four. It was a par four, just in case anybody's unaware of that course uh, or didn't listen to Monday show because I was a bit of a train wreck, uh, which is fair, <laughs> uh, and I f- fully admit and accept responsibility for. Uh, it was hey, a very short par four, um, dead straight. Couldn't get any straighter than that. And uh, about two, the sign read 297 yards. Not exactly sure how long it was. Probably played about 270. And I put my yep. drive uh, five feet from the pin. And then right. Houston tried to fuck with me and I didn't let it get to me. I stayed strong mentally. And, uh, you know, I just knocked in that five foot putt like, uh, like fucking Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. said, Pat, I said to him, I was like, uh, I look forward to you missing your,
0: uh, Eagle and birdie putts. As I, walked oh, okay. away. <laughs> I
5: mean, but that's me. You know how many par fives I've been on in two and I just walked away, you know, three or four putts for a par and bogey, you know, because when you're on the par putt for three feet, you know, you really give a shit, right. you know? So, but yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. And the second thing I wanted to bring up is how, how happy are we all Marylanders June 1st sports betting finally fucking here. I know know what I mean.
0: Yep. Uh,
5: Isn't it fucking great?
0: Yeah. Maryland live is, uh, got a, their, their, their little, um, what used to be their concert hall. It used to be Rams head live was sponsored with them, but they left. Um, that is apparently supposed to be like their sports book slash, uh, sports that bar a kind of That is the perfect
5: location for it. I was wondering where they were going to put it. I haven't been to Maryland Live, and I mean since before the pandemic. I mean my last time might have actually been with you, Sammy. Oh, okay. It's been that. Far. So uh, yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's a perfect place to put the sportsbook. I mean, it's got the perfect seat, you know, seats and everything, where you can put the screens up against the uh, the backdrop and yep, yeah, that yeah,
1: giant awesome.
0: stage, the whole nine. Uh, Pat, well, I yeah. think they're
1: I think they're completely redoing it. I think it's meant to be like a like a sports bar, and then you'll have your own little right kind of cubicle, if you will, to be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, I believe it's the like only touch thing, screen the, betting and stuff. It's not like a bet window. You do you sit at your table and you
0: bet and you your screen, match yeah, right, yeah, yeah. while you're that's right. yeah.
1: but. They did partner with FanDuel and FanDuel is the one that got the first online contract in Maryland.
5: Oh, nice. Okay, so it's gonna be okay.
1: FanDuel doing it. Very good. So it's gonna be FanDuel running it. Yeah. And and they got the online thing. So from the FanDuel app, I, I haven't actually looked at FanDuel since we did the um the single day fantasy stuff back in the day. Right. I haven't actually logged on to FanDuel to see what it's all about yet.
0: Right. But apparently
1: they're the ones that have the online contract in Maryland to start off with. Yeah. Very good. Well, and then uh, we'll have to uh, talk
0: to FanDuel, see so if we can't set up a little betting segment. Sponsorship, baby. Sponsorship.
1: Yeah, um, all for charity, of course.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. So, um,
5: <laughs> right. charity as in, aka, my bank account.
4: <laughs> Remember when uh, men used to get in cubicles to give money to a woman named Charity?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Very good. Oh, I- I only remember getting into masturbate to porn on my phone. Heard. Excellent. Anywho. Pat. Maybe she was named Charity, but she got no money. I'll that's, tell you that. It's D
0: U after Dark. <laughs> Anywho. Uh Pat. Pat, are you are you gonna go for broke this week?
5: Oh, buddy. Oh. See, like Sammy, he always he always likes to bet small and parlay and, and and to to go big. Me, you know, after a, a long, terrible weekend of missing all my college football and NFL bets, and all I've got is that Sunday night football game less and I, I'm just trying to get even. What do I do? I just match what I'm lost to. So that's what I'm going to do this. I'm just going to bet on one game. I mean, I, I, I was texting with you earlier, and I was just mm-hmm. looking at the spread, looking at the games, looking at the history, looking at the, who needs to win the most and, and who do I think is really going to cover a spread, well, you know. And I came up with I'm going to bet 1,200 on leads minus one and a half goals. Um, I think they still want to have a chance at finishing above 10. I mean, if Arsenal ties, they're at, I think, 59 points even. Uh, Tottenham can freaking definitely lose too. So I think, and they beat, uh, West Bromwich, uh, what, five, nothing earlier this year, and they've yes, been they winning did. all their games. Um, I think the last three games they've won by two or more. So. Feel good. I'm gonna bet 1,200 to win 1,240. That will put me, or 1,260. That will put me up forty dollars, and I'll be able to go out and get a 30 pack and a pint of Fireball and celebrate on Sunday night. <laughs> there
0: we go. <laughs> Fucking love it. Perfect, Pat. Perfect. And you're just guaranteed that I won't finish
1: in last. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, right, exactly. Or, or I'll I'll finish in last. <laughs> I'm uh,
5: going,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, because Sam Sam's only betting a hundred, so uh, he's got great yeah. odds on his parlay. So he'll only yeah you'll be you'll be sitting in the uh, last place spot. Oh, all right, Pat. Well, this has been a great segment this year, and I look forward to doing it again with you next season. Okay, buddy.
5: Absolutely. We will talk soon, and don't forget you still got that winning ticket to take up to. Uh, uh, West Virginia with us, with me sometimes. So give me a call. Let me know when you want to go.
0: That sounds perfect. Would love
1: to. We're we're almost getting onto a year on that. You might expire before you go collect. I still got a half a year. We'll,
0: we'll get it done over the summer. That's definitely going to, Pat, that's definitely going to happen. We got it.
5: All right. Sounds good. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Have a great night, brother. Uh, You too. Bye.
0: All right. So I hit, And I'm very slowly chipping away at my pile. And I'm now down to only a minus
2: 935. Big Sam's (laughs) luck of the week.
0: Sam, did you know 25.6% of the time? It works 100% of the time, Sammy. I'm fucking coming back. I can feel it. All right. You know what? Normally, I would just say, hey, let's take it easy. Don't do anything too crazy just finish above sam fuck it i'm gonna take a big one I'm betting <laughs> and i'm betting with my heart give me everton to win at plus 600 fuck it i'm throwing 200 on it make it everton to win at plus 1200 and i will end up in the good Oh, well, there we are going for it baby
1: all right everybody going for broke i you see you
0: know and if i miss i'm what 11s um, 1135 Okay, I still beat all of you, so it doesn't matter Until I win And I finish $3,000 ahead of you Yeah, it's not going to fucking happen Now, that was a pretty decent segment Wasn't bad at all, but you know what's better? We give you Kitty the Chicken
4: Well with Man You, and so she sits at 19 and 19 with the final match to see if she's over or under 500.
0: Uh-huh.
4: This week for the tiebreaker I gave her Man City hosting Everton.
0: oh This is not going to go well no, for me.
4: Very quickly Kitty showed me a flyer for an impromptu concert in our backyard this past weekend.
0: What? While we were out running errands? What yeah. the fuck? Uh, Come uh, on, Kitty. there? No, I was not there.
4: This is kind of some bullshit. Uh, apparently, she followed it up with a video of Noel Gallagher playing Z-Cars
0: out of tune. Oh, what a dick. That's that's the kind of shit one of the Gallagher brothers would do, isn't it? And, Fucking play my team's fight song out of tune.
4: And he was having a laugh, and out of nowhere, Liam joined him on stage, and they sung Blue Moon together.
0: In my backyard, Oasis got back together and sung Blue Moon in my backyard. God, you can't fucking hate on that.
4: Kitty got got a selfie with both of them, and her and Gertrude danced the night away. So clearly, Kitty and the brothers were having a go at Big Sam, and Kitty is picking City to beat Everton.
2: Fuck you, Kitty.
4: Well, as always, everyone, please do remember to gamble legally and responsibly.
0: on top <laughs> yeah yeah well it's a th- it's a three-team race so let's just
1: worry about the three teams so we are uh uh us you know and all of du nation supporting me which i appreciate uh back on top after my 40 to 27 win over kenny and deck uh geckle i'm sorry david geckle taking care of jb 25 to 22 and a nail biter and rob as well 44 to 40 over ray so that sets us up for a final day of me on 73 points with kind of a the medium goal differential of the bunch ray on 71 and jb on 70 with the low sorry with the highest goal differential jb so this is going to be quite interesting i take on Lindsay the final day of the season jb takes on you which Mm -hmm. i need some help from you which i know after my 181 votes in the maryland podcast award host third place finish is going to be difficult to see. I'm surprised if he wouldn't start everyone else. And then Ray, um, you know, playing notable uh uh participant Alberto Torres. So it um, is going to be quite interesting. No change at the bottom. Firecock is still providing us fantasy golf updates next uh next absolutely. season. Absolutely.
0: Well, Sam, I'd like to say it's much like when you hit your eagle on uh, Monday that you let everybody know about. I jokingly tell you I'm looking forward to your eagle miss and your uh, and your birdie miss. But in all actuality, I'm rooting for you to win. And I've set a strong lineup to play against uh,
1: JB and uh, hope to get the W on him. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, it would help me greatly, obviously. Um, So there are, much like the European places, a giant, giant, giant amount of permutations that could happen based on our point differential and everything else. It's going to be a very interesting final day of the season.
0: All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. A long one, but we wanted to get that interview in with Ben as well, because it was just really fantastic. Sam, you got any parting words for us? Uh, Big Sam, not
1: you. Don't be a cunt. Big
0: Sam Allardyce. Yep. That's impossible. Don't worry. Some team's going to be faltering next year. They'll fire their manager and they'll hire him and he'll
1: do it all over again. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And, you know, get ready for Sunday, man. Get the beers cold. Get everything prepared. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday is going to be a fucking cracker.
0: Uh, If you're local, come by uh, Region Ale over in Canton, nearby you. In fact, Sammy, I will be there to watch the... um, Everton-Manchester City match with the Baltimore Toffees. Very excited. Going to get my scarfs and all my good stuff with the Maryland flag logo in it. They look fucking brilliant. Really
1: excited about that. By the way, we may have a little snafu in the Poconos trip. Oh, so you uh, might uh, poke your head in then? I might poke my head
0: in on the way to the Abbey. Okay, that sounds good. I love it. Very good. Very good. (laughs) I'm going to see my people for my game. Excellent. Well, um, real quick, Sam, if you don't mind, I'm going to go on ahead and uh, take over your parting words and uh, throw out some parting words myself. uh, Well, you can't
1: take anything over because I'm done. Okay. You can't fire me. I quit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. About uh, four weeks ago, I did the Football Neophytes show, which is an interesting pod because it does, um, it's basically brand new. Fans of the Premier League go through a season kind of watching the whole league and pick their own team, right? Kind of what team speaks to me, how do I enjoy everything? And they go over it each week. And I, I got the pleasure of doing the show four weeks ago because Kyle, the current uh, uh, main guest of the show, is down to his final four teams. And those that's pretty cool. Four teams were Everton, Leeds, Chelsea, and Manchester United. Now, uh, I'd like to say I did a phenomenal job selling Everton Football Club. Uh, the problem was, is I went first. So then, then everybody else goes and you just kind of forget, right? I just want to remind Kyle of something. If you become a fan of Everton, it will touch you in a way no other club has. You will hear the drums and fife of Zed cars playing through Goodison Park and the chills will go over you as you watch not just any football club the people's club march out of the tunnel and in America, we're a growing brand we have growing leaps and bounds as a fan base goes and you live down in Florida you know what? you decide to become an Everton fan the very next day, I'll send you the link you can buy Everton gear that has Everton Miami or Everton Orlando on it Polo shirts, pullovers, um, hoodies, the whole nine. None of those other clubs do it. You know what? Great. The Leeds guy's English. Accents always work. We're dumb men. That's how it it works. At the end of the day, not a likes team. Chelsea, you might have had the nicest guy ever pitch Chelsea. Bunch of racists, and they're really bad people. You don't want to be fans of them. And Manchester United, when it comes down to Manchester United, there are three teams with a curse word in their name. Arsenal, arse. Scunthrop, cunt. And fucking Man United. That's what you have to look forward to. Come be part of Everton. And as Tim Howard once said, I got to play for the biggest club in the world. But at Everton, I got to play for the greatest club in the world. So I hope you choose us, my good friend. I hope you choose us. Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is injury time, where we discuss the beers we were drinking, where I talk a little bit about uh, the championship, League One and League Two playoffs as well. And then we're going to preview the final day's action. Sammy, if somebody wanted to find our injury time, how would they go about doing it?
1: Give me one second. Uh, Good pod you were on. uh, Michael Jackson touching people. I think I got everything I need for injury time, which you could find on www.patreon.com backslash do you football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers where you'll get sound check. You'll get injury time, our pre-show and preview show um, uh, extras, as well as that really sweet full interview with Ben Kays, the head groundskeeper of Accrington Stanley. uh, And also, as I'm told, actually mowed the piece of grass that Yuri Tillemans hit that absolute fucking banger from. I just think you're bitter that uh, he didn't pick Arsenal as one of these four clubs. I heard that the Fulham Michael Jackson statue got moved outside Goodison Park is all I heard. They touch Uh, you good, Everton do. They uh, touch you good. (laughs) All right. Anywho, (laughs) till next week, everybody. Good night.
2: and a fucking Everton punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam
4: Houston
2: Arsenal fans have another Sam Ray K.A. A. the fucking Gunner Graham Stunzel lord, looks great in shorts Sam Grammy Sam Graham Come United